What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Let's Talk, Talk Hoops podcast. Uh, we're here on episode number two, and this week we've got for y'all our all-star starters for each conference because, as I'm sure most of you know, the voting for the starters, the fan voting, started last week. We're going to introduce a new segment called Boomer Bust for the rookies, and we're going to talk more about that when we get there. And then for this week's power rankings, we're just going to go top 15 teams in the league regardless of conference. We're just going to do 15 through 1 and kind of chat about that. So um, I guess we'll dive right into it and go with the all-star starters. So do you want to do East first? Yes, sir. Okay, so we can go backcourt. We're going to go backcourt and then frontcourt. Um, so for my first guard, I've got Bradley Beal. Uh, I know that the Wizards are struggling. They're, I believe, 4-12. and And last in the East, they did just beat the Nets last night, though, and that was crazy. But you can't leave a dude that's averaging 35 points off the starters. Like, you just can't. Uh, Trey Young last year averaged 30, and the Hawks weren't very good, and he was still a starter. Um, I just think Bradley Beal deserves it after being snubbed last year, especially. So that's my first guard. Um, my first guard is Trey Young. He's uh, leading their team to a pretty decent record right now. Um, what are they by? Ten and uh, nine. Ten and nine. Um, and he's averaging twenty-seven. And how many assists is he averaging? Uh, nine almost with four rebounds as a short guard. Um, I think he deserves to be a starter again this year. He's been – he had his little slump for, like, ten games. But while he was slumping, he was still, you know, getting his assists and stats and um, all that stuff. So that's my first guard. He's picking up the efficiency, too. Um, But he's been great at playmaking all year. But he's picking up the efficiency. And their new guys, you know, they've – their new additions have kind of been off to rocky starts. Gallo hasn't really played for them. So, I, I definitely understand that pick. So, my second guard, and this might – I don't know how people are going to feel about this, but my second guard's Jalen Brown. Uh, he's been absolutely fantastic this year. Um, and even when Tatum had the virus, they, they held their own, and a lot of that was due to Jalen Brown. Uh, he's been very efficient, and he's becoming a more well-around, well-rounded player, in my opinion. Um, he's really picking up the assist. He's averaging three and a half assists, which like isn't a lot, but that's a big jump from where he was before. He's averaging 27 points and five and a half rebounds a game. Um, he, he's just been fantastic on both ends of the floor this year, and he's kind of becoming a 1B to Jason Tatum instead of just the number two guy. So that's my second guard. Uh, for my second guard, I got Bradley Beal. Um, you already said it. He's having a phenomenal year, averaging 35 a game. Um Obviously, they're not as good. They have terrible defense, but um, hey, man, him himself is hooping. And like you said last year, Trey Young made the team, averaging like thirty some thirty points, and he was the worst of the conference last year. And the Wizards have also been like just ravaged by the coronavirus and the protocols and all that stuff. So that I mean, I don't even know how many games they've played fully healthy. I know it's not very many. And Russ finally seems to be finding his own. So I think that they still have opportunity to sneak into the play-in. Um, okay, so we'll move on to the Eastern front court. Um, my first guy is Kevin Durant. I feel like the Eastern front court's probably one of the easiest groups to decide. KD's been awesome. He looks like he hasn't missed a beat. He's averaging 30 a game. And I that's all I really got to say about that. Yeah, Uh Keep it short and simple. I got Kevin Durant too. Thirty-one a game, seven and a half rebounds, five and a half assists. Bands is shooting as efficient as ever. Fifty-two percent, forty-five percent from the three, eighty-seven percent from the free throw line. He has not missed a beat. It looks like he actually like took a step more uh, forward than last year, um, averaging uh, as many points as he did his um, MVP season almost. Um. He's definitely a starter in that front court. Yeah, he's been awesome. And I think that him having, what, like 18 months off probably did good for him in the long run. Um, But so um, 
for my center, I've got Joel Embiid. I think it's pretty self-explanatory again. He is in the MVP conversation. I would probably vote for him for MVP right now. As I said last week, not so much really changed. They beat the Lakers, and they looked amazing while doing it, and so did he. He's averaging 28-11. He's shooting 40% from three this year, which is insane, and 54.5% from the field. Um, he's got a PER of 31.3, and he's, his effective field goal percentage is 58%. So and he's been just as dominant on the defensive end, and he finally looks like he's taken that step from, like, all-star consistently to, like, a superstar, if you know what I mean. So that's my center. Uh, yeah, I have Joel Embiid as well as my center for the all-star team. Short and simple, which is exactly what you said. Uh, they're rolling as a team, um, and he's a big contribution to that. Um, and then my last front court player for the East is Giannis. Um, you know, the Bucks. I, I feel like we kind of know what to expect from the Bucks at this point. Um, there's not really much to say about them, in my opinion. But Giannis is still averaging 28-11. He struggled this year from the free throw line. Um, But he's shooting 64% on two-point shots, um, and he's 55% overall field goal percentage, and he's kind of doing everything for that team. Um, He's averaging almost six assists a a game again this year. Uh, Pretty simple. Yeah, short and simple. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo, my starting uh, front court player as well. He's um, he feels like he's taking a big step from last year, but it just might be the fact that um, Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie, those guys are in the East now. They're like, they're like the main players to like watch now. Um, Giannis was amazing. He still is amazing, but he's just not got that same um. Wow, wow to him factor. as he has had before, yeah. The wow factor. I was literally... Plus, that man can't hit a free throw to save his life, which is just – you're a superstar. It's it's just frustrating to watch. I've seen him airball one the other night against the Hornets. Yeah, and then what was it the game a couple weeks ago against the, against the Mavs where he was one for ten? Yeah, yeah. And he's shooting 59% from the free throw line this year, so I agree with you. I, I think that – Unacceptable. I just – because, like, last year it was like he was head and shoulders the best player in the East, right? And, like, now, like you said, KD's back. Harden's in the East now. And I don't know. I just – I feel like the Bucks and Giannis don't have as much, like, hype around him because we just got to see him do it in the playoffs. I just – I'm – yeah, it's kind of the same thing as last year. We're kind of used to it at this point, And I still think he's an all-star starter, so – all right, now on to our Western Conference. I'll go ahead and go first with my first pick. Um, in the backcourt, I got Damian Lillard. He's my uh, starting – one of my starting guards this year. He's been amazing. We saw the game winner he get, hit against the Bulls the other day. They had like a 99% chance to lose. Once they were down five with like eight seconds, he hits that pull-up uh, from very far. They get the jump ball. I think it, I think it was a foul. Uh, the Gary Trent and Zach Levine jump ball. But um, it is what it is at that point. And uh, he had a great shot over Laurie Markkinen. So I also have Damian Lillard. Um, I feel like the West backcourt, you know, there's some controversy there. Um, I think that the main guys contending for those spots are Damian Lillard, Steph, and Luka. And I've seen some people making a case for Donovan Mitchell because he's having a good year. His stats aren't as good as the other three guys, but because the Jazz have been so good, that's why people are kind of making a case for him. But I have Damian Lillard as well. Um, He's averaging almost 30 a game this year. Um, He's doing Dame things, and he's helping them stay afloat while CJ's been out. And there's been multiple teams this year that have just kind of done really well, like helping their team stay afloat when a main guy gets out, like the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are on a five, six game win streak and Jaw hasn't been playing up until recently. So um, I have Damian Lillard as well. And before we go on to our next guard, uh, I saw something on ESPN today where it was like, there's 23,504 games in the last 20 years where the team was, it was like the team was down by five with less than 20 seconds to go or something like that. 
and only nine times the team that was losing has won. And two of those games happened this past weekend with the Blazers yes. and the Bulls and then the Wizards last night. Yes, that was that was an incredible game to watch last night. Um, one little side note about the Nets. Um, we'll probably talk about them more um, because obviously they're in our top 15. But um, they're just such a fun team to watch. Like they're probably the funnest team to watch because it's all offense, no defense. So you're just seeing so many offensive highlights. You see players like Russell Westbrook get his groove back because nobody's guarding him. Just like Kyrie said, he couldn't guard a stick last night. It's just so fun to watch teams play against the the Nets. Well, like, it's just a good old shootout. Like the the Nets are terrible on defense. Like the Cavs, the Cavs are, I believe, a bottom five when it comes to points per game, and they're near the bottom in offensive efficiency as well. And they literally looked like they were the one you would have thought they were one of the best offensive teams in the league both games they played the nets a couple weeks ago so i agree with you it's really fun to watch um it was like 148 147 or 148 145 in regulation last night which is insane um so yeah they're just gonna have to outscore people but we'll touch on that later i'm sure um yeah um, for my second guard, I got Stephen Curry. Um, he's a fan favorite, obviously. He's carrying his team to a winning record right now. Um, he's just – I love – I'm so happy Curry's back. I wish Clay was back, too, to see what this team really could do. Um, but um, him himself is just boosting the energy of that team, um, keeping them afloat right now. They'll probably finish as, like, a bottom uh, five through eight seed. Um probably have to play in that play-in tournament to be honest and uh I just I just love watching Stephen Curry play I I would put Luka but like the Warriors are a more successful team right now and it was re- it really just came down to Luka or Dame and Dame's a more successful team plus um Dame's just in my eyes playing better I know Luka's almost averaging a triple double but at the same time that's not winning games for them so, I can't give him a start over Dame or Steph right now. I've got Steph as well. Um, his stats have been great, as, you know, we expect. I think one thing about Steph's game that goes under-noticed is the fact that, like, he's consistently averaging between, like, five and five and a half rebounds a game as a pretty small guard. And he he's a really good rebounding guard, especially for his size. But the Warriors have been so fun to watch this year. Uh, I've really enjoyed watching them play. They just play the right way, and Steph's a big part of that. And I just – I don't – in my opinion, given how Steph's playing and the gap between Luka and Steph's stats isn't, like, out of this world, combining with the Mavs have been one of the most disappointing teams in the league and the Warriors have been very good despite losing Clay. I just – I gave it to Steph over Luka. Okay. For our front court for the Eastern Conference, I have obviously LeBron James um, leading the Lakers to a fifteen and five or fifteen and six record right now. Um, he's not putting up as great of numbers as he was last year, but when you watch, like he is doing something in his career that he's never done. That shoot great from the three point line. He is shooting forty one percent from the three this year. Imagine LeBron James with a three-point shot on him. It's deadly, and he's showing that. Um, he's he's taking another step. Um, he's probably losing his legs a little bit, even though it's not showing, and he's evolving his game, which is what I was hoping he would do because if he didn't involve that game, who knows um, how good LeBron would be right this second or in the near future. But now the fact that he's got a consistent jump shot on him is just – spectacular he's one of the greats that's all I could say he's one of the greats to ever do it you just gotta love to see it so I've got LeBron as well pretty self-explanatory um a thing to point out about him is that he's shooting the best he's ever shot in his career 41.3 percent from three the second best percentage he shot was 40.6 in the 2012-2013 season which was probably like peak LeBron um but he's attempting almost seven threes a game, which is the most he's ever attempted. So like you said, he just continues to evolve. Last year it was the assists. This year it's the three-point shooting. Um, he's just been fantastic and that's pretty easy. So 
for my for the next forward, I've got Kawhi. Uh, he's been really good. The Clippers have looked really good. Um, that the Clippers just they look more of like a team this year compared to last year. Uh, they lost Montrez. Um, they got Serge Ibaka. They lost Jermichael Green. They got Luke Kennard, and obviously traded Landry Shamit in that trade. They just look like they fit better, even if you don't think that on paper they're as talented. Um, and you would think that with Lou Williams playing as bad as he's been playing and stuff like that, you would think that they would be worse than they are, but they're right there. And so I, I've just got Kawhi. Yeah, I also have Kawhi. You explained practically it. They're, um, today on the official NBA power rankings, they hit number one. Um, do they, they have the best record in basketball, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're, um, they were number one They're just last week. And I believe. Or was that for NBA or Bleacher Report? Um, for NBA, they were they were number two last week. I thought because the Lakers have been number one every week so far, I, I believe, until this week they fell to three. And then I think the Clippers are number three in Bleacher Report because I was I was reading it earlier today, but. Hmm. Yeah. Um. For my center, I have um, obviously Nikola Jokic. He's just he he's he could have he could have easily went for fifty last night. Um, had thirty three at halftime. He was chewing a two time Defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert, and an eleven game hot streak of a team. Um, he just he picked him apart. He's just looking phenomenal. I wish he would have kept that triple double average because if he kept that triple double average. Um, he would have definitely been my MVP right now. And uh, just saying that that one assist doesn't just take him away out of the conversation. But um, what Nikola Jokic is doing and what Joel Embiid is doing, like I would take Joel Embiid just because of how dominant he is right now and how much of a factor he is to his team, even though Jokic is just as good of a factor. Um, but it's just it's pretty simple for a center position. Yeah, um, I've got Jokic as well. Pretty easy. Um, I would also take Embiid over Jokic just because of how dominant Embiid's been on both sides of the court. But Jokic has been awesome. He absolutely destroyed Rudy Gobert last night. Um, And it seems to me like Embiid and Jokic have both taken that next step this year so far. So that's exciting to see. Um, And I'm excited to see both of these teams in the playoffs, especially Philly. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what Philly does, but that can be a conversation for another day. So that is our all-star starters. So this next segment is going to be boomer bust, and we're going to do it for rookies. So, Devin, if you want to kind of explain what that's going to get at. Um, it's pretty explanatory. Once I go on, you guys will pick it up. Um, we're practically just predicting. The name is boomer bust. Um. It's a cooler name, but it's like, are we going to say this player, like, we'll go ahead and discuss our first player. Our first player is going to be Tyrese Maxey. Now, he's been, in most people's eyes, booming compared to um, how low he was drafted and how well he's playing. Um, But at the same time, was it only because, you know, Shake Milton was hurt and Ben Simmons wasn't playing because of, uh, safety and protocols and stuff like that. Like, in my opinion, I think um, Tyrese Maxey is going to be an average player in the league. He'll always, I think he'll always stay around that, like, uh, 10, 11, 12 points off of, off the bench kind of role. Um, he just – he um, his defense isn't very good. He's a, he's more of a short guard. Um, he's very explosive for that position, though. Um very talented rookie out of UK, but I just um I don't know how well he'll progress now that everyone's healthy. He's uh kind of starting to fall out of the rotation too. Um, so I've I've watched a lot of Tyrese Maxey. Uh, I'm a big Kentucky basketball fan, and so I've watched Tyrese Maxey since he was in high school. I watched him obviously a lot when he was at Kentucky. Um. And this year he's been very spotty, but his spots have been like when he's been red hot. And so I think that for Tyrese Maxey, I think that for me, in my opinion, I think he's going to be a tad bit better than what you said. 
But I think mm-hmm. I think he'll be like a Lou Williams type of guy. I think that you know his playmaking needs some work. Um, but he's a great scorer. He has the he's shown flashes <laughs> that he could be a pretty good scorer someday. But his efficiency and his defensive problems, I think, will max out his potential at that, in my opinion. He kind of plays a lot like Lou Williams to me, um, and I think that he could develop into that. But I don't know if he'll ever be in, in like an elite scorer, like a 25 points per game guy. And I think that because I don't really see his defense becoming very good, that a six-man role will be a very good, one of the best, if not the best six-man roles, kind of where I see him ending up. Okay. For our next player, I'm going to go ahead and throw a name out. Um, Patrick Williams. He was selected with the fourth overall pick. I saw in a lot of people's eyes. Um, he's played really good this year. Um, very underrated. It's because he's not averaging, you know, 15, 16 points as a rookie. Like, he's not out here getting the headlines like LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, like those guys. Plus, the Bulls just aren't that good. But he's doing winning basketball plays when you watch him play. He's not going out here trying to get his own shots and stuff. He's more of like a 3-and-D guy at this point. And um, I love his fit next to Kobe White and uh, Zach Levine because he's a good defender. And um, they're just average defenders, like below average maybe a little. And I don't know. I think um, I think he'll be a boom. Uh, I think he'll be a good player. I think he can get up to like that 14, 15, 16 points per game type of player. Um, kind of like um, when I think of him, I kind of think of um, – shoot, who am I trying to think of? The guy from the Hawks that was drafted with the fourth pick like two years ago. Um, DeAndre Hunter, that's who it is. DeAndre Hunter. I kind of think of like a player like that when I think of Patrick Williams. How like he was kind of just like a wow, you picked him. Like you can see he's he's progressed into be a really good rotational player, averaging 17 a game for the Hawks. But um, I think he'll be a boom. Patrick Williams will. So Patrick Williams actually didn't start a game at Florida State, um, and I think that people were very surprised when they heard that stat and saw how high he was picked. But I think Patrick Williams was very much uh, a potential pick. And um, although he's been pretty good this year, um, I think he'll be a boom as well. Uh, A player that I see a lot of him in is Montrezl Harrell with a little bit better three-point shot because he's very energetic. He runs up and down the court, and he's shown flashes. And I think that he'll be a boom. I think that he could be a solid starter. For the Bulls, I like his fit a lot. And, yeah, he like I said, he kind of reminds me of Montrez. He's giving me, like, Montrez Harrell-level potential, but maybe with a little bit better three-point shot. Got you. Um, for my next person, I'm going to go to the Boston Celtics, Peyton Pritchard. He was doing pretty good before um, he got this, like, mild one uh, meniscus tear or something or grade one. Um, he's averaging seven, two and two off the bench as a rookie. It's not great. It's not bad though. But when you watch him play, he just feels like he's impacting the game a lot more when he's out there, especially in Kemba's absence. Cause um, he's a really good three point shooter. He seems like a pretty good uh, playmaker. We saw him hit that one game winner and, um, against the heat, I'm pretty sure. And I think, I think he'll be about. Average, I think he'll um, probably just be around. I think he'll be like a good just spot-up three-point shooting guard eventually in this league. Um, He might fall out of rotation eventually just because, you know, the Celtics are always a deep team. They have Kemba. They have um, Jeff Teague, so and he's more of a shorter guard, so he needs to be um, in like that point guard slot. But I just – I'm going to call him an average career for me. I don't think he'll just fall out the league out of nowhere, but he might slowly but surely get out, you know? Yeah, I'm, I am I want to lean more towards bust, not that I think he's going to be out of the league or anything like that, because I think that when you're as good of a shooter as him, regardless of any of the other stuff, you'll at least have some sort of place in this league. 
Um, but I just – I don't know how much better he's going to get than what he's shown, you know. Um, but he's a really good shooter, and for that I think that he'll hang around for a while. Um, he kind of reminds me of, like, Troy Daniels because Troy Daniels, he had, like – he had very good spurts when he would get hot shooting the ball, and because he was such a good shooter – that kept him a, around a lot longer than he probably should have been. And that's kind of what I think Peyton Pritchard is going to is gonna do. He's been very good for where he was drafted, but I, I, don't, I don't think that he's going to blossom into anything much more than what he is. That's just my opinion. Yeah. For my next guy, I'm going to switch it over to the Western Conference, and I'm going to go Theo Maladon for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's averaging seven, three and three as a rookie. Um, he's um playing pretty good besides Shea. He's a bit of a streaky player, as you can say. Um, I think he'll be more towards the bus side. I think he's just having a good year because uh, George Hill hasn't been playing as much recently, and um, I think he's just kind of like the only guard they have over there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I don't think he's bad, but like. If they have the opportunity for like a better point guard or something, um, in their next draft picks or so, they're definitely gonna take it, or get a better shooting guard, move Shea back to his natural position, and I think he'll be more towards the bus side. Personally, um, he's showing flashes of potential, but I think it's just because like he's the only option as they have right now. Yeah, uh, he's interesting. Um. He's he's semi athletic for his position, and I think that he could develop into a solid defender. But overall, I, I'm gonna say average. I don't. I I think I'm leaning towards you on that side. As far as like OKC just doesn't really have anybody else to be playing right now, um, and they have a million picks. And so I think that you know Oklahoma City's been one of those teams again this year where they were supposed to be terrible and they're not. And I think he's shown flashes, but overall, I don't really know how much he's going to impact the game, and I don't even know how much longer he's going to be in their rotation, like you said. So I'm kind of in – I kind of agree with you. But I think he has a little bit of potential. Yeah. um, One of our last guys – I got a few more, but one of the last ones, um, I'm going to take it over to New York, Obi Toppin, with their – um, eighth overall pick. Um, he missed like 10 or so games because of injury. And, um, when he's been playing, I don't know. It's just like he's not even out there, really. I don't, I don't know how to, he's not aggressive at all. He's only averaging about five points, three rebounds, half an assist. Um, I just wish that New York took, um, Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton. I think Knicks fans would agree with you on that one. Yeah, I just, or even Denny or something, like just a lot more, a younger, promising player. Because y'all did exactly what um, Tom Thibodeau would do is take the more experienced, better at the time player in college basketball. Um, but I just wish y'all would have took that Tyrese or, or not Tyrese. Um, yeah, Halliburton. I just wish y'all would have took him. Um, y'all are still playing very good though. Emmanuel quickly is doing amazing. I didn't bring him up in the Boomer Bus because I, I think we all know he's he's booming right now. I think he'll be great in this league, you know. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's gonna go towards a bust, like just a straight up bust. I don't think he'll ever have like that amazing potential uh i think he's already about to turn like 23 or something he's just like when you watch him play he's just not really picking it up right now he kind of reminds me of the kevin knox pick i think obi toppin's gonna be a bust um he he's not a good defender at all um and you know he was supposed to be a good score right off the bat because he was a four-year senior at dayton and I think that he will be the next great college basketball player that just didn't really pan out in the NBA. Not saying I think he's going to fall out of the league, but I just don't really see it with him. 
Um, I was upset. My calves didn't take him at the time, but looking back on it, I'm not too upset. Um, for our last guy in this segment, if I can't think of another one, um, I'm going to go to Washington. I'm going to go Denny Advija with the ninth pick right behind him. Um, he's averaging about seven, um, like four and two or 6.6 points per game. But he's just – he's being used as a catch-and-shoot player, which I feel like he can do, but that's just not his role. Everybody compared him to, like, Luco coming into the league, like, where he – like, overseas, he's just – he was a great playmaker, um, good scorer. But um, I just feel like he's not being used right in Washington just because, you know, they have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, two very ball-dominant players um, already as they are. And I just – I wish he would have got drafted somewhere else. I wish he would have fallen, like, one more pick to, like, the Suns or something um, or got picked one more pick to the New York. I just feel like on a team that's, like, just trying to play their best players as much as they can, he's starting most games, but he's just he's just sitting in a corner, yeah. you know. I, I think he could be a boom in this league once he gets his opportunity. I think he'll be a big boom. I've always had high praise on him. But as of right now, he's just not getting the opportunity that he needs, I think. And it's just wasting his talent to me. I don't think he's going to be a boom in Washington. Uh, like you said, um, he's only shooting five and a half shots a game. Um, three, 3.1 three-pointers a game. He's only playing 22 and a half minutes. I would like to see him uh, get more involved in the offense. I also think that he has ability – to create his own shot, and I think that's also something that could develop with him. I think that he could be a boom, but I don't know if he's going to be like a giant boom just because I have a lot of questions about him on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I don't think he's being used right in Washington either. Um, I'm kind of I'm iffy on how I feel about him. I don't think he's going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be a bust, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to boom, and I definitely don't think he's going to boom in Washington. I gotta agree. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the boomer bus system. Uh, maybe back, maybe in a couple weeks we can come back to it when we see like a different uh, rookie start playing, like RJ Hampton or Jalen Smith from the Suns or something, or when Killian Hayes comes back from injury. Maybe we can bring this uh, segment back and talk a little bit more about them. All right, so we're gonna transition into the power rankings, but for this week we're gonna do just top fifteen in the league, regardless of conference just to spice things up a little bit. Um, there's been a lot of really good nationally televised games these past few weeks. And so um, there's, and there's a lot of teams that are packed in and around the middle right now. So at number 15, I've got Toronto. Um, they started off the season really rough. I believe eight, nine games into the season, they were in last, but they're starting to turn it around. Fred Van Bleet just had a 50 nugget the other day. He got me 105 fantasy points, but um, they're starting to turn it around, and I could really see them go up even higher on this list for me. So that's my number 15. At number 15, I got the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they've obviously missed a lot of games because of COVID precautions and stuff like that, but um, they are a well-rounded team. Dylan Brooks is a very underrated defender. John Morant is playing beautiful basketball in year two. Um I just think they're a very well-constructed team. Still young, so they got a lot of potential. Um, I don't think they'll make much noise this year, but they're top 15 right now for sure with the way they've been playing. Okay, so I've got the Grizzlies at 14 for me. Um, like you said, you nailed it kind of right on the head. Um, I don't think – I think that they're still a couple years away, but they're continuing to trend in the right direction. They held their own without Morant. Jonas Valanciunas has been out for a while now. Um, but they are trending in the right direction. They're an ascending team, and they're very gritty, uh, kind of like the old era. They don't really play the same way, but they've got that grit that the Mike Conley, Zach Randolph, Mark Gasol teams had back in the day. So that's my number 14. Uh, my number 14, I have the San Antonio Spurs. Um, this team is a fun team to watch um, to some. 
I'm not really tuned into many games. I've uh, watched highlights, which is not a professional thing, but I've just because I don't really um, ever find interest to watch a Spurs game. I try and watch every team because I got league pass, unlimited league pass, and I try and tune to every game. The only Spurs games I've watched this year is um, a Spurs Lakers both times, um, just because I just wanted to see how well Greg Popovich could put up a fight against LeBron. And um, he got thrown one of those games. Um, but they're they're very good young core, just like the Grizzlies. I think they're a little better um, as of right now. Um, but I got them at number 14. So, number 13, I've got the Phoenix Suns. Or, no, not the Phoenix Suns. Um, I've got the Houston Rockets. Um, they... They have really turned it around since the Harden trade. They've been really good. Um, I thought about putting the Spurs in my top 15, but there's so many teams bunched around the middle right now. Uh, I really like Houston. I saw a report that they're thinking about trading Oladipo. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know if I understand that. I mean, I guess if you don't want to re-sign him, it makes sense. But I like what they're doing. Christian Wood just got hurt last night, though. Um, so I'm not sure. Has it come out how long he's going to be out? I've not seen, I've not seen any injury reports from last night's game, but that's just kind of, I'm going based off what we've seen at this point. Um, if Christian Woods out for an extended period of time, they'll probably slide down this list for me, but they've been playing really well. And so that's my number 13. Uh, my number 13 is the Houston Rockets. They've been playing phenomenal, um, I just love their core they have with uh, John Wall, Victor Oladipo. I think they're a great backcourt. I think they should try and find a way to stay together. I understand why if you're the um, the Houston Rockets, you look to flip Victor Oladipo right now, um, try and get, I guess, a younger asset, which I would have just kept Karras at that point. But that's uh, beyond me on why they flipped for Victor. If they're just going to trade to him again, they can, they can get something better for Victor than they would have Karras. But – um, John, uh, DeMarcus Cousins has been playing great recently off the bench. Um, ever since he got those two starts while Christian Wood was out, he's been just picking it up. He's been a sharpshooter more than anything now, uh, I guess, because he's lost a lot of his mobility, even though he looks pretty mobile still on the court. You can just tell he's not as physical as he once was. Um, PJ Tucker, he's going to be gone by the trade deadline, I believe. Um, He's not hitting anything for them, really. Um, it's well, just they're they're a very good team. There. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't even want to be there. But they're a very well constructed team. Eric Gordon's starting to get a little thing going off the bench, uh, boosting their second unit. Yeah, I got them at thirteen. The Rockets are interesting because, like, like you said, they got Victor on the depot when they could have had Karis Levert, but then yeah, if they want to. If they want to flip Oladipo for a younger asset, I get it. But like, I feel like, I feel like they're gonna hold on to John Wall because I don't know who's gonna take on that contract. And then they just gave Eric Gordon a big old contract too. Well, I seen so, a report today that John Wall said he feels like he's the franchise player now that James Harden's gone. Yeah, he's been real confident. That's for sure. I, it, they're really interesting because if they want to move in a youth movement, that's fine. But I don't know if they're going to be able to do that unless John Wall just balls out of his mind and ups his trade value. But it's hard with that big of a contract. And then Eric Gordon's making like $18 million a year off their bench. And he's streaky. He's good. But I don't know. They're really interesting. And I'm sure once we cover the trade deadline, once we get closer to that, that'll be a team that we talk about extensively because they've got a lot of guys that could get moved. Um, at number 12, this is this was tough because I all these teams are really bunched up for me. Um, at number twelve, I've got Indiana. Um, every year, people count them out. I'm guilty of it, and they continue to just find ways to win regardless of who's on their team. Um, even without Karis LeVert, they're playing really well. Hopefully, Karis LeVert can get back. Um, but they're they're playing really well right now. Sabonis and Turner are meshing better than they ever have together, and Miles Turner's really stepped up this year. Um, and they're gritty, and they share the ball. There's not a lot of egos on that team, so that's my number 12. Yeah, I have them as well at number 12. Um, just same thing as you said. They're a very good team this year. 
uh, well-rounded. Sabonis is playing great. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is the leader of their team. He probably will be for the coming years. He's just an amazing player, offensive, defensively. He just gives you everything you want, and he's mad underrated. Like, I feel like he's so overlooked. And then you go look at his stats, and you're like, I did not know Malcolm Brogdon was doing that well. But 2K's bumped his overall. Um, so at number 11, I've got Portland. Um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now, but they're continuing to play really well. And Dame's Dame, and that's really all I got to say about Portland. And I feel like they're similar to how they've been in the past few seasons. So I have Portland at um, 11 as well. Obviously, there's not much you could talk about with them right now being so injured. But when CJ is healthy, he's looking like the man right now. This season, he's playing amazing out of his mind basketball, and uh, he's just stepping up in big moments this year. What That's what they need. Yeah, they need CJ to take the next step, especially in the playoffs. Um, at number 10, I've got Phoenix. Um, they're in the middle of the West, around kind of where I expected them to be. Um, Chris Paul is picking it up. Not that he was ever playing bad. His stats just weren't really eye-popping, but they weren't last year in OKC either. Um, Booker's Booker. DeAndre Ayton's picking it up, and Mikael Bridges has been great. They're well coached. I, I like the direction that they're going. They're a lot better on the defensive end, obviously, with Chris Paul. And Mikael Bridges is a pretty good defender. Um, that's my number 10. At my number 10, I got the Golden State Warriors. Um, they're a very good team. Uh, like I was talking about earlier with the, the, with the players, uh, Steph Curry is just amazing. He can carry any team he's on. Um Draymond Green is such a big impact. Um, Kelly Oubre just had an amazing game, like a 40-point uh, game against the Mavericks. and Or not the Mavericks. or Yeah, the Mavericks, I'm sorry. And um, they're just starting to look a lot better. Their defense is what holds them a little bit back for me. But, yeah, I got them at number 10. Uh, I've got them at number 9, Golden State. Um, they've been really – They've been really impressive to me. They're really fun to watch. They play the right way. Um, Steph and Draymond are mentoring those young guys really well. Um, I I think they're not the most consistent team on defense, and that's kind of what has them down here, down at number nine, because they are are actually number nine on the season for defensive efficiency, but their defensive efficiency has kind of slipped here recently. Um, But – yeah, like kind of what you said. Um, I feel like they're exceeding expectations with Clay being out, and they've been really impressive. So they're my number nine. At my number nine, I have the Phoenix Suns. Um, Devin Booker isn't playing up to pace is what we thought um, he would be, but he doesn't need to because he has such a great core around him now. Um, Chris Paul has really started to play his like game that we're used to seeing. Um. Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges mesh so well together off the bench. Um, they're not off the bench, in the starting lineup together because Mikhail just has that amazing defense. And Cam Johnson can just hit that three whenever you need it. So I got them at number nine. Cam Johnson's been really impressive. I remember people were dogging on that pick. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird pick in some eyes. but It was, and they moved back, I think, because they had the pick that was Jarrett Culver, I believe. Thank God they moved back. Um, So at number eight, I've got the Celtics. Um, They're really interesting to me as well. Jalen Brown's kind of become a 1B, maybe even a 1A this year. Uh, Kemba's been really bad. He's been really inefficient. Obviously, I I think people are overreacting to that a little much because he has been hurt. Um, Danny Ainge said today that they're going to target shooting with size at the trade deadline, and I think that they're a team that could make a move or two, but – um, the Celtics are where they've been the past few years, and I'm kind of waiting for them to get over the hump. Oh, uh, yeah, I got the Celtics at number eight as well. Um, they're just – yeah, they've just been playing amazing basketball. Um, without Tatum for a lot of games, they were holding it together still, which is uh, very good to see um, for a team so young. Kemba still hasn't gotten into his step. I think he will. I don't think he's going to be a bad player by any means at this point, but 
he's just he's not looked good since he's came back from injury, but hopefully he gets his uh, steps going. So at number seven, I've got Milwaukee, and kind of similar to Boston, except Milwaukee's not as young as Boston is. You kind of know what they are at this point, and I'm just looking for them to take that next step, next step in the playoffs. Um, they they've been kind of spotty at times, but Bell. I think that they'll continue to rise in the conference standings and in my rankings. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of looking more ahead than just the regular season for this team. So that's my number seven. Um, at number seven, I have the Denver Nuggets. Um, they've been playing pretty good basketball as of recently. They got beat by the Lakers last night as LeBron passed in the third all-time scoring, has the most 25-point games in NBA history now. Just an amazing player. Um, But they have been playing pretty well. Jokic is still playing up to MVP pace. Um, I just wish Jamal Murray would kind of step it up just a little more um, compared to how he was in the bubble because he's not that same player as of right now. But, yeah, I got the Nuggets at number seven. Uh, Seven, right? Yeah. So I've got the Nuggets at number six. you kind of hit it right on the head. Um, I, I think that they need Jamal Murray to play like he did in the bubble to get back close to where they were in the bubble in the playoffs. This year he's averaging 19 a game, but he's shooting 35% from three, 45% from the field. That's kind of pretty similar to his career shooting splits, but he hasn't looked the same as he did in the bubble, like you said. Um, Jokic has been absolutely fantastic, and it feels like every time they have the ball – or. Every time they're on offense, he touches the ball. Um, they're number six for me. At number six, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. They've been playing um, Milwaukee basketball here recently. They had a rough start. They're starting to get it together. Um, Giannis still needs to work on his free throws and shooting for them to win more games, but I got them at number six. So we're into the top five. At number five, I've got the Brooklyn Nets. The only reason they're not one or two is their defense but they are really starting to mesh well together. They've got Harden kind of running that point guard spot. And I saw a stat today where KD, Harden, and Kyrie are the top three fourth quarter points per game in the scored in the fourth quarter in the league. Um, they're lethal on offense, and they're, they're kind of what we thought they would be. And I think that they need a defensive-minded center to take them to that next level. Um, at number five, I have the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Joel Embiid was having an amazing game last night until he got hurt. Um, I have no idea what the update on that is, but he came back on anything serious. He came back, I believe so. Oh, okay, because I thought I didn't know if he came back or not. Because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying, Get well, Embiid, please don't be bad, or something like that. But, um, yeah, I got them at number five. Um, Ben Simmons, I think, just needs to step his game in a little more. And um just like I don't know. He he just he's not he's not aggressive enough for me right now. I just think he could be a lot more aggressive and he's not. Yeah, I agree. Um they're my number four. Um they've been re- they've been really good as a team. Tobias Harris has been really good. Um really, really good. Really efficient. I don't think I'll make the all star team just because there's not enough spots for all the players that deserve it. But Ben Simmons has been really stagnant, really, since his rookie year, in my opinion. Um, But Embiid has gone from perennial all-star to MVP, which isn't, like, he was still really good, but, like, you know what I mean. I feel like he's taken another step. Uh, But they're my number four. Uh, My number four, I have the Brooklyn Nets. Like you said, they're an amazing offensive team, but it's just their defense needs to something to be figured out as of right now. Um, so we're in the top three now. And number three, I've got the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, to me, this year, they look like they have more an I- of an identity and they look like they have better chemistry than they did last year, even though you could make the argument that they're not as talented. Um, Luke Kennard's really been struggling. He hasn't even been playing that much. But And Lou Williams got off to a rocky start. He's picking it up a little bit, but they just look like a more cohesive unit. Paul George has been great, and I hope that he can carry that to the playoffs because that's kind of what we're looking at for him. Uh, the Clippers are similar to the Bucks in that we know what they are in the regular season, and they're going to be near the top, but I want to see it in the playoffs. But they are my number three. Number three, I got the Utah Jazz. Um, 
They've been playing amazing basketball, number one offensive, defensive during that win streak they had. Um, Rudy Gobert is just looking great. He looks like he deserved that contract extension. Um, Donovan Mitchell, he's starting to pick it up. He kind of had a slow tar- start to the season. Um, Mike Conley is actually looking like Mike Conley again compared to last season. I just um, – I don't think they're better than the two powerhouse teams in L.A., but um, they could be better. You can you can move them ahead. You can move them to where they're at, but I don't think they're anywhere outside of the top three. I agree. I've got them at number two. Um, like, you you hit it on the head again. Uh, they've been really good. Donovan Mitchell's been really good. Uh, Rudy Gobert's been awesome. Mike Conley, he, he showed flashes of the old Mike Conley in the bubble, but he's been really good this year. Um, and Bogey is finally picking it up, and I think he was a missing piece they had in the bubble, especially in the playoffs against the, that series in the Nuggets. Um, they really, at times, struggled to get points, so they're my number two. Uh, my number two, I got the Clippers. Um, Paul George has kind of stepped it back just a little bit since his um, MVP um, race at the beginning of the season, even though he's, starting to, he's still putting up pretty good games like he did against the Cavs. Um, I just think um, they're not better than the other LA team, but they are an amazing team. Kawhi's looking great. Paul George is looking great. Um, Reggie Jackson's looking actually pretty good in um, Pat Bev's absence. Lou Will is just not there. He's no, not there anymore. He's not. Um, so at number one, it looks like we both got the Lakers. I don't really know if there's much to say. Um, they're the best team in the league. They were, they're the defending champs, and in my opinion, got better. Um, even at times where they look like they're coasting in games, they turn it up in the fourth quarter and they win. Um, I think that I think that they're the best team in the league right now. Yeah, same. LeBron, third in NBA, uh, is scoring has the most uh, twenty-five point games in NBA history, and he's not done. He's <laughs> Draymond Green tweeted it yesterday perfectly. He said, "How is LeBron James still getting better? It's not fair. How like <laughs> it's, he's just." I mean, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Okay, so uh, that wraps up this week's episode. We will probably be back in a few days. Um, I'm going to link our podcast page, Twitter, in the description. Uh, Please share this to anybody that you can. Any support will be appreciated. On my personal Twitter, there's a link to support the podcast, and I will also put that in the description. But until next time, we'll catch you all on the flip side. All right, see you guys.